0: You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm
1: 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't anymore. you
0: take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, sir. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since using sun to lighten our hair all summer, at least when we, one of us, had hair, now Dad's reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm Eddie Ferguson.
1: And I'm JB Wagner. And on today's episode, we remember that we all become ice skating fans every four years as we review Ice Princess. But first, Eddie, how are you and the family doing?
0: We're doing well. I... Uh... Attempted, you know, the I think every dad needs to attempt the building of an outdoor play structure for the 100 percent. Yep. This is a a rite of passage. Every dad must attempt this. Um, But I'm a frugal Ferguson and don't like spending money. And, And I live in a place where things are stupid expensive like something that should not cost that much costs three times as much as what it should cost of course so i decide i'm gonna go down to the local hardware store and for two bucks i can buy an old wood pallet so i bought how many did i end up buying in total i think i bought seven wood pallets in total and built a uh a yeah, uh, you know, a, a substantial play structure um, and that we have now dubbed Fort Ferguson with flag and all. Lewis has I haven't seen a, pho- you haven't to me a photo of this yet. Well, I mean, let's just let's just admit it's not the best craftsmanship. Like, let's not <laughs> post this on Instagram or anything. It's safe. You know, it's not going to like fall apart and crush a child. Um, it's, it's well reinforced and, uh, they, but they are loving it. And it is also fantastic because, and now we have a, a small little outdoor space and we're, we're able to just go, go, go outside and play on Fort Ferguson. And it's like, really? Yes. Get out of our hair. Go play. Um, And it has revolutionized parenting and you feel good, right? Like that's the new trend. Like how many hours are your kids going to be outdoors this summer? Like, okay, yeah, you know, this is actually good parenting. I'm giving my kids constructive, you know, risk-taking outdoors. This is, this is good for them. Um, But let's all admit, you know, it's just a, a great way to get a moment to yourself. So what kind, like what kind of
1: structure now I'm like wondering like, what's, what does it feel like? What does it look like? Is it like a lean to, is it just like a few boards? Like, is it, what is it?
0: I mean, you've, you've uh, a wood pallet, right? Just a, what a wood pallet is. I don't know how to, you yeah. know, it's thick slats, all of that. So what I did is I just took two, leaned them up against a third that's in the middle. That's like a platform. So it makes like a, an uppercase A, you would say. Okay. Um, And then on the climbing sides up, I removed every other slat. So it kind of creates like a ladder. Then you use the slats that you remove to create braces. So that kind of creates a a structure that they can climb up and also stand on top of and climb underneath it. You know, it's a, it's a fort. Then I took two other platforms and just laid them on the ground. And then... From uh, connecting them from one to another, uh, because I live, you know, practically in the in the jungle, I got bamboo and create like a bamboo bridge from one to another. So then they have to like balance and go across to the to the other. And then uh, the last two pallets, I just made a a very simple low to the ground uh, A-frame, just put some screws in the top and boom, there we go. I feel like I need to
1: warn my wife to not listen to this episode because then all of the things that I've done recently that were kits purely from, from someone telling me, do this, do this. And I barely made them. She should not be listening to this right now. (laughs)
0: This is like ingenuity and
1: creativity and everything.
0: I'm like all of $20 into this play structure. I picked up some rope and tied like rope to one end so they can kind of like use the rope to climb up or whatever. Um, then we had some other bamboo that we put a cloth on and they painted the flag and nailed it to the end of the bamboo and boom, Fort Ferguson is born. That's
1: incredible. That's fun. Are the kids, the kids loving it?
0: Yes, the kids love it. Um, and it's, yeah, I don't know. Like they get to, it's a, it's a decent view. I'll, I'll send you a picture. You know, we, we, it's, it's a pretty cool place to have a fort. If I, if I do say so myself. That's Awesome. Yeah, but enough about us um, and our crazy frugal uh, frivolities here in the in the jungles. Um, I really don't live in the jungles. Those of you who are listening and wondering, I I, I live in a normal town. Um, you have some interesting news stories that you have procured from the corners of the internets to share with us this week, and for me to give my my color commentary. Well, the first one the link is right
1: there you can you can speak into it but we've been talking about how the netflix is starting to crack down all these streaming services are like we're losing money because of all these cord cutters that are sharing passwords and so netflix recently yeah. finally implemented it like m- for the majority of the United States and they've been testing at other places, but now it's finally coming to effect and it's actually started. They've actually started seeing some results from this. Like did people just leave because they lost access or did a bunch of people go sign up for their own accounts? And it's looking like people signed up for their own accounts. They had a a 102% increase in number of signups directly following Uh, this change, like massive change, like a hundred, like doubled the amount of normal signups that they normally get uh, just from implementing this. And it was funny for us. We're not one of those people yet, but we are one of those people that we were sharing an account with a fan with family and they got hit with the, you got to start time out new count. So they just let us all know, Hey, we're going to be Shutting ours down and we're going to be starting a brand new one. And uh, it's just going to be for us. Uh, so you all going to have to figure out what you're going to do. And so that's where we're at right now. Trying to figure out, are we going to jump into Netflix? We do use it quite a bit, kind of probably 60, 40, like 40, 60 with uh, Disney plus of just how much like our kids using, using it um, of just the amount that they're using Disney or Netflix to watch stuff. So we're trying to feel it out mm-hmm. right now is it worth it but it's like it's it's 15 bucks. It's 16 bucks cuz the lowest version isn't HD. You can't download anything. It's not really worth. It's not really practical for us. So um yeah, that thought it was interesting.
0: We're we're waiting for this to hit. Like we um we also share off of a family member and they got like the initial email like at the beginning of May that everybody got of just like Hey, this is coming, but the like actual like blockage and crackdown has not occurred yet. Should so, have been sitting they're waiting. Like when is the day going to happen? We've been binging Brooklyn 99 is what we've been doing. <laughs> it's that that's on that's on Netflix down here. Uh, so we're like, oh, let's get that in." Um, yeah, no, we've we've actually been talking a lot about all this and I think, you know, it's not something we're going to sign up for. We don't we don't use it that often there's not a lot on there that we enjoy it comes in waves 90 percent.
1: it's like waves like you get a new season of this one show like sure like uh stranger things and then you gotta watch it like you gotta watch it while everybody else is watching it um bridgerton they've had a recent one a couple with those but yeah it definitely is netflix is the there is something i'm really wanting to see or there's almost
0: nothing we're wanting to see that's like worthwhile Their binge uh, approach, right, is is difficult with that because it all comes out. So you find yourself watching like The Diplomat all like I watched that all over the course of a weekend after you hooked me on that. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah. And then afterwards, it's like I don't I don't touch it for like a week, a week and a half. Um, So, yeah, it's it kind of you're right. It ebbs and flows It ups and downs.
1: Yeah, so I'm interested to see what other streaming services are going to try doing some of this. Um, And if people, I think someone even posted on YouTube, this is how I get around Netflix's system, which I don't know why you would broadcast that. I don't realize, I don't think that doesn't make any sense to tell other people about
0: it, other than just for the clicks and you don't really care. So that's probably why. I think that's Linus's tips, I think is who I saw do that. Yeah. He makes enough money. I think he's going to be okay.
1: But maybe yeah. his coworkers, workers right. his, his team might be a little mad. But so, yeah, so we'll see yeah. if any other channels decide to crack down as well. Uh, seeing because ne- a lot that's basically what everybody does is like, what's Netflix doing? We're just going to follow them. Try try doing stuff ourselves. Yeah. But
0: I, it, it makes sense. Like, I've always been shocked that they have allowed it to go this far. Uh, all your different streaming services. So it makes sense. I'm not going to be surprised when everybody else does it. Um, so another thing that popped up this week, uh, it,
1: it's under the radar. Cause I don't, I'm not seeing a bunch of Hollywood reporter news or anything like that. Um, but, uh, an interview that I found really fascinating. I sent it to you Eddie. Did You get a chance to listen to it yet no, no you
0: because you buried it in the show notes you didn't actually like text it did to i me. not text it to you Ooh, that was a no. mistake i should have sent it to you directly so you would have had time right so this is gonna be i don't look till i don't look at our show notes until about monday so monday was, at like about an hour beforehand two hours two hours beforehand i need to, i need to
1: start doing today that was the case Okay, so this really, so Tim Ferriss, great, great interviewer, great, runs a great <gasps> no, podcast. No, you
0: did send me this. I need to apologize. I was writing you was hard on that. I was surprised that I wouldn't have sent this, this to you like directly. Here's the here's the, here's the the dish on this before we ha- dive into this. I cannot stand Tim Ferriss. Why? I cannot, he is one of the most pretentious people to put it as politely as I possibly can. I can barely, I can't even, I cannot watch him. Like just the way he talks, just like, Oh, this guy. And so I saw that it was him and no. well, I'm sure maybe he is. I don't, I don't know him, his voice. I cannot stand to listen to. So he's, he's probably, yes, a beautiful human being. I don't know. I probably won't ever find out.
1: I can't believe that two of but, my favorite podcasters, Malcolm Gladwell and Tim Ferriss, you and my wife just hate on them so completely. Yeah, and it breaks my yeah. heart. I get the Malcolm Gladwell. I don't quite get the Tim Ferriss unless... But you say you've watched him. So it's not just the his, oh, he's the four-hour workweek guy, but...
0: It's the whole kit and caboodle. It's the whole like... You know, and yeah, I just. We're gonna, we'll, we'll haven't have to you wised this. up? We're gonna have to offline like, this. This is a whole. This is a whole thing now. If if the two most important people in your life are telling you not to listen to these people, you you should. Not but you're each to these saying one
1: individual. It's not like both together about the same person. But
0: oh, maybe. she doesn't like Malcolm
1: Gladwell. She doesn't like Malcolm Gladwell. You don't like Tim Ferriss. I don't like so. him either. Oh, and I don't like Malcolm Gladwell. Okay, well now maybe you guys I'm are just, both. We're going to have to, we can't, we can't delve here. We can't. Everybody
0: talks about Malcolm Gladwell. Like, like he's sharing like earth shattering information. And it's just like, that's it. Okay, good, cool. I'm heartbroken, Eddie.
1: This We've gone way (laughs) down the rabbit trail. We've not even gotten to. So you send
0: this podcast Friday. I'm now seeing this Friday at 4.58 PM my time. And I literally, every time I've gone back to look at it, I'm like, well, he did give me a timestamp, which I was thankful for because I was like, at least I don't have to listen to the whole thing. Because that was a, that was definitely a hard no. But then it was like, do I should I do I should I, I don't know. and I I didn't. Okay, so <laughs> let's backtrack, guys. Okay, so
1: Tim <laughs> Ferriss sat down and did an interview with a guy whose name I had never heard before in anything related to Marvel, David Mizell. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm probably not. Mazel, Mazel. I'm just gonna say, Mazel, Mazel. That sounds about. That sounds better. Let's do Mazel. Mm-hmm. So, David mm-hmm. Mazel. Uh, I'd never heard his name before, and connected to anything Marvel, MCU, anything like that. When this guy is the OG, this is the reason we have the MCU, and he has done no publicity, no record. He's done nothing until now. Like this is his like coming out party to the world to to kind of like not rewrite history but to kind of say hey i got a story too about all of this stuff he's not he's not bad-mouthing people in fact he's praising all the things that they've been doing says says things like he's he's kevin feige's biggest fan but this is the guy that invented the mcu that so yeah so it's a great it's it's a fascinating interview I would say, Eddie, don't start at the 40 minute mark. Walk, listen to the whole thing after the four minutes of ads at the front. I always skip through those. But he he charts his his journey as well as he. So he um, he even worked for Disney for for a little bit of a time before coming to Marvel. But he's the guy that convinced them, hey, we need to stop like just licensing our characters to Sony and to. Uh, Fox, Fox and Fox Century and we're getting nothing from that. We're get, They got almost nothing from those deals for X-Men and for Spider-Man um, making almost no money. They're like, we need to be investing and making our own films and even his own team didn't really believe in that much. They said if you go find the money, we'll back it. So Marvel didn't even back their own original films. They had to go out and raise $500 million wow, To do it, and and this guy did it, and he and it's an incredible story of doing that of um, betting on Iron Man and John Favreau and John Favreau, then bringing on um, uh, uh, Iron Man. What's what's his name? Why can't I remember? Robert Downey Jr. Um, Robert Downey
0: Jr. The whole
1: thing was it's an incredible story, and then he was the one that was like the and the reason we need to do this is to be able to we can basically create a one it's like one giant sequel after another, after another, but with different characters, different stories, they all build on each other. It was this guy's idea. And he has just remained silent this whole time when it's in record. He ran, he ran the studio and he hired this person and he promoted Kevin Feige to the position he's in. Now it's insane story. And I was just blown away. He talks about deal making and Hollywood and logistics and all of these are really small wow. things that you just hear, like actors on actors and producers and directors mm-hmm. waxing eloquently about the filmmaking process and about storytelling. He's like, he touches that a little bit. Mostly, he's like, this is how it really got done. This is how we had to make it, like the business side of it, the deal making. Yeah, the 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 time that he he pitched he pitched to Disney inside of Disney, hey, we should buy a Marvel years earlier. And they said no. And they had to pay a massive steep price when it started really yeah. taking off. Uh, but he was instrumental. He's the reason that Disney bought Marvel in the end. So it's an incredible thing. Incredible story uh, uh, that I'm just like, y'all, if you care about Disney movies, if you care about Marvel and you're interested in filmmaking and even the business side, especially if you're interested in like the business and the Nest and Bolts, how does this really get done? Not just woo i made this incredible story um listen go go to tim Ferriss's podcast check out the david mazel interview it's one of one of the best things you should just listen to the way he describes kevin feige before promoting him like the moniker he had for him as i'm not gonna give it away here but it's incredible like and now he's
0: running the studio but i so why then does Kevin Feige get all the credit for the MCU if it's really this guy? Well, Kevin Feige gets credit for just what he's turned
1: it into. Like, like this guy yeah. was in charge of the first few films, leading up to it was, it was his plan to get two Avengers. So obviously, hmm. they've gone way past Avengers to Avengers two, and then to the Infinity War saga and all of that. Uh, So obviously he's built it into something even bigger and greater and has done a lot more press and has put himself out there. This guy just wasn't interested in that. And he Hmm. got it to a point and then he moved on. He moved on pretty quickly after getting it all set up and going. He was like, I'm ready for a new challenge. He's not
0: at Marvel anymore. No,
1: he's not. He's moved on to other things. Um, He did the Angry Birds film. They had to do the same thing of raising their own capital to make that film. Uh, he's gone on to do other things. Uh, they didn't touch a ton on past Marvel in the interview. They tease that they're going to have a second follow-up interview on it. Um, but it's just a fascinating story. And he gives tons of credit where credit's due. He's not just sitting there trying to rewrite history. He's just like, hey, just wanted to tell people what's actually happening. has kind of been left behind in, in in the history of this whole thing
0: and feel like I was a big part, big part of it. That's really, okay, you've convinced me. I will, I will. Just fast forward through any up questions up he my... puts up and then get to the, get to the real thing. <laughs> it's some great stories. No, it, it is intriguing. You know, I think there is a lot of, we get, um, we get wrapped up in the, kind of the movie magic of it all, but there's of also course. just kind of nitty gritty nuts and bolts behind it all that if it doesn't happen, like at the end of the day, it is a business, it's show mm-hmm. business. Uh, it's so, millions no, of dollars. It's right? hundreds
1: of millions of dollars, and now billions. Like the, you have to have the yeah. the business side squared away, or else it's just not going to work. So this is, I I encourage everybody to go check out Tim Ferriss, the Tim Ferriss show, and go look for the David Maisel interview because it's pretty and awesome. Uh, You've convinced me. I'm glad. I'm glad I could do that. You just you just got to grit your teeth, grit your teeth, and and listen and listen to the questions, but. Uh, okay, so next on news, uh, kind of coming back around to Spider-Man Across the Universe, across the across the Spider Verse, um, a really cool little nugget of a story that I thought was really cool. Um, there, there was a scene. There's a scene inside of Spider-Man Across the Universe where Spider Verse, where I'm not giving much away. They jump from universe to universe, and there's one universe that's in like Lego. It's like a Lego universe. And uh, come to, f- and they're in it for a couple moments, and they jump back out. But that scene with the Legos was animated by a 14 year old kid.
0: That is so cool.
1: It's it's a cool, crazy story of how it happened. But basically, this kid did a fan recreating uh, the trailer for Spider Verse all using Legos. So early on, when they started releasing some of the 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 media for it. They had this trailer for Across the Spider Verse, and he remade it with Legos. I've seen it done in other things, different things, but it's really stinking good. So in that Variety article, um, uh, you can there's a link to the actual video itself. It's phenomenal. It's like, and and of course, even the the makers of this film were like, "How did this 14 year old kid do this? Like, this is insane level." artistry and ability to recreate all of this stuff. It looks really fantastic. So they reached out to him and they're like, how would you like to make a scene in this? How would you like to help us? There's actually an opportunity that we need someone to do some stop motion Lego for this film. Would you want to be a part of it? And His parents were funny. They said only if he can do it on nights and weekends outside of classwork time and homework and study time. Yes. I was like, good on you parents so they ended up buying him a computer and uh, a a, fa- a beefier computer and then he worked with Phil Lord um and uh I can never remember the other guy's name but the the directors of this film uh who which a great full circle moment they kind of jumped into There's the Lego. yeah they made the Lego movie the original the original Lego film uh Phil Lord and I can not it's going to kill me that I can't remember his name but anyways so it's kind of cool that now they've moved on to a new like like crazy awesome film that also broke through with the yeah. spider-verse movies and now they're bringing on this kid to help like pour into him but hey here's an opportunity kid to kind of show your stuff because you've obviously got some talent here also using lego and i thought that was like just a really great story i just thought it was super fun
0: phil lord and chris miller lord. yes i knew there wasn't there were brothers i
1: was like it's not the same name but who yeah what is his name
0: What's incredible is, I mean, yes, the Lego and anim- I'm looking at it now, um, but like the cinematography as well, like yeah. the lighting, the lighting is really like this is a 14 year old kid. Uh, I'm assuming somebody from Cal Arts is like writing him a full ride scholarship as we speak. Don't finish hope. school. Just come straight here. Just we come will, straight we will here. Everything. We'll do we'll, everything. We'll get you going.
1: How cool is that? 14 years. far. That is really cool. It says he's nice. So he's like a freshman in high school and he's now animating on a, and his name in the credits, like they've got like screenshots of like his name in the credits. That's just like, who does that? That's incredible. That's an awesome little story.
0: Well, and I think it speaks to just the creative collaboration that the internet affords now between I mean, you're seeing this a lot now with like TikTok and artists creating songs on there or, you know, different different pieces of art like this. This is uh, like, I don't know, a positive use of the Internet.
1: Eddie, do we need some more positive uses of the internet? Are we are we overloaded with too much positivity from the internet?
0: Um, I don't think we have enough positivity from the internet. Personally, I a little
1: think. bit need, need just a, a dash more positivity in our world. Well, you're it's, not going to get that from the next news item because Elemental opens this weekend, uh, and I, it seems like everybody's a little skittish about why that.
0: is this? Like, I even was watching a run. few like the pr- the press junket. You know, they they held the press junket at Pixar Studios. What? Like, they, they really did it up big. Like, they had it there, like, on, in the Steve Jobs building.
1: Oh, man, I wish I was in the press to go. I've been I dying know, right? to go visit Pixar. I someday. know.
0: I follow a couple of, of guys on YouTube who, you know, do all of the press junkets for different movies. And it was like, um, they're not asking questions about Elemental they were asking just Pixar questions in general and i'm like ooh i follow these guys enough to know like when they don't really like the movie and they don't they don't have questions about the movie like they get really creative in asking like other questions and this is what that whole interview was it's like no we'll
1: see all the all the <laughs> i'm just holding my breath all the news things i'm pulling up right now are it might flop it's predicted to be a flop it might bomb hard we'll see i think my wife was even surprised you're gonna go this weekend i'm like baby there's only so many animated films that i can that we can go to and i want to take my son as many times as we like to as many of them as work so we just saw spider-verse so now we're gonna go see elemental this weekend and report back and to let you know if it was uh Worth worth going all the way out? Are you going to go see it this weekend, Eddie? Are you going to go take Lewis out gonna, there? Or?
0: I I am going to go see it, but I am not going to take Lewis. This is my uh, Father's Day gift that I get time alone at the movie theater. So that's a great gift. I might if I'm rethinking them.
1: Should I take? No, I need. I have to take my son because <laughs> one I've already told him. And two, there's just not that many. There's just not that many to take them to. Maybe I'll go on Sunday. Maybe Sunday, Saturday, go to Elemental. Sunday, go to The Flash or something like that. Or maybe I'll go see Spider-Verse again.
0: I ran into some friends and they said um, that they had just seen the new Transformers movie. And they said this is their favorite one since the original.
1: I've heard similar feelings and now i'm wondering maybe i'll do that over it'll still be in theaters in two weeks i'll go over my vacation week
0: yeah so like well maybe that could be like your father's day gift is like just a a time out to go see transformers i like this plan
1: yeah it's it's a lot of skittish a lot of people are skittish about it just that we've had a lot of duds from from pixar recently
0: it's not feeling good Like, I knew it was getting bad when I saw, and I can't remember who it was, but if somebody just gave like an all out Twitter rant on Pixar hasn't lost it, Luca was a masterpiece. Why aren't we all talking about Luca? I'm like, dude, I, I agree with you. I I love Luca. It's one of my favorites. But if that, if you're going to have to rant on Luca, like, mm, like even before the movie's coming out, come on. I think you're 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 showing what's what's going on here like it's there's there's something wrong in the in the pipeline and i hate to say it but like i think eventually somebody's gonna start questioning pete doctor because he's running the studio right now right he's running the studio well he's the chief creative officer so yeah well let's just take a, let's take a breath real quick and <gasps> go and and think about
1: let's take that person's idea of like, hey, are they have they lost such or are we overblowing this? So let's just go back in time a little bit. We got from moving backwards, we've got Lightyear Turning Red, Luca Soul Onward. Let's just stop there because those are kind of like the pandemic the pandemic. This is going to be the it's not pandemic anymore, not but um, Onward underrated, but it got tanked because of the pandemic and people didn't want to go to
0: it soul uh, and we yeah. love onward Let, let's just we pause love it there too. for a second i think you are right i think it is it's great wildly underrated it was for reasons i've stated on here before really hard for me to watch the first time through but i've since gotten over myself um okay. and my emotional baggage <laughs> your um, emotional baggage so well, let's the just dad give... looks like me okay and my wife was he pregnant with her like second cute. child when it came out and I'm like I, I can't do this. This is making me think crazy things might happen. I just I can't I can't But you can't. come around. And you've been able broke. to find a you've been able to find a happy place to watch it. Well, Lewis and I watch it together. This is like one of our boy movies, right? And it is a good boy um, movie. It, it has it has now like entered that emotional level there with him. So, Love Onward. Okay. Soul Bad. Just that that was the first big it. stinker. No. Eddie, uh, you said you'd come uh, around on this. Did you come around to my no, side? No, I did not say I came around. I said I've come down a few notches. Like, I still think it is a is a great movie. If nothing else, like the music in that is phenomenal. Animation is phenomenal. Um, I, still I think it. it's still a solid entry. I would say it's a solid entry. Okay. Not one of my favorites. It's not going in no. in any of the favorites. That's where I've like come down a little bit. The ending but I is still think it's really good. so
1: horrendous. Like we can't, we can't litigate it. So you're saying you still really like it. I'm saying it's trash. Uh, Luca, we both like it and you are in the love category for Luca.
0: Yeah. I so you're three Luca, for three.
1: You're three for three Luke, on these
0: Luca out of all of these so far. Luca's my favorite. Okay. I may even, I've got to stop and think about it, but Luca may be in my top five Pixar movies.
1: Which I'm sure we've talked about before previous on the show, but I have no idea what episode that would have been that we would have ranked all of our Pixar yeah, movies. Okay. So you're three for three. So this is, there's some credence here, but this is the stretch. And maybe it's just, maybe it's just 2022 because we got Turning Red and Lightyear. Two, two ones did. you did not, not care for. I, I don't even know if you saw. Did you see Lightyear? I
0: did. No, I've I've watched both of these. Um, Turning red. Um, yeah, just didn't connect with it all. Even the things that like people talk about being funny or clever, or cute or whatever. Like no, like I was just it, it, there was yeah, it was just it. And, and all honestly, at moments, just kind of cringy for me. Um, Lightyear. I think just cr- was crushed under the weight of itself. Like it was trying to be more than than it was trying to be too clever. Um yeah, and there was just really weird character choices in that movie that I don't know just did not work for me.
1: I had a much better experience with Lightyear when I completely separated Toy Story completely out of it and said this is yeah. not a Toy Story movie. This is its own story that has some hints. Like there's some nods. I'm like, oh, I see what you did there. You, the suit at the Mm -hmm. end. Okay. I see what you did there. When I did that, I had a better experience with it. And there were some moments that actually like felt kind of like sad when he see, when he comes back and sees that his boss is gone. Like, like that she's, she, she's died. Like, sorry, spoilers for anybody. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not a bit like it happens early in the film, Mm -hmm. but that's
0: that I got a little, little, little teary eyed in it. Um, but, but that's it, the montage. Like you have the kind a of a montage. montage sequence. We do the love beginning. montages. We do. And 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 for me, that was probably the strongest point of the movie, just from a story standpoint. Uh, but less from than a third on, into it. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, it's just like the whole team that gets assembled and stuff. I'm like, I'm not these I'm not connecting with these characters at all. Like these characters don't seem interesting to me at all. Then the kicker is. He his he is his own enemy. Oh no 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 no! Please don't do this. You know, and that's why I'm saying like it just it was trying to be too clever. And I mean, even the team dynamic, there's just uh, you're trying too hard with this. And that's where I'm like, this is cru- this is being crushed under its own weight. So really, what we're saying is, last year was a bad year, according yeah. to
1: I Us. would also I would also we, throw a soul we are in there. Experts. We are the experts. We do have our own podcast. It's really hard to get one of these uh, <laughs> light year. so 2022 was just a bad year and we're not feeling confident about 2023, three bad movies in a row. That's like one is a, one is a, Oh, you just had a one-off two is like something going on here. Three is like, Oh, it's officially a losing streak. Um, I think that's where, and because I'm also throwing soul into there and Luca gets kind of brushed away because we didn't even get to see it in theaters. I didn't have that theater moment. That's where I go back and go like, it's been three out of four for me right now. And I'm really worried about it being
0: four out of five. Well, let's, let's even extend back a little bit further. Let's go into 2019. We got Toy Story four. I don't hate Toy Story four. I love and I, I love Forky. Forky transcended that movie for me. I, I, I agree. Like, I don't hate Toy Story 4, but I got to be honest, like, I don't love Toy Story 4. It's been on a lot. But there's we were, good characters. There's yes. like individual.
1: The story itself, it's just one person going but into the we place. we did need it?
0: Like, oh, no, we, we didn't did not need, need, it. need it. No, by In no means. And we don't need a five that they're making right now. Three was so good. Three was so good. Uh, and just completed that story i just i don't know i look i I go back to there and i'm going "Eh, that's where you started to kind of to lose it for me if you're gonna throw a four in there i i just don't i don't i there are there's
1: lots of great things that i love about toy story four the story itself not really but the
0: rest of it like characters i love the new characters i guess what i'm saying is it's a slippery slope jb it's a slippery slope okay and the, 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 the less slippery beginning part of the slope was Toy Story 4, possibly, potentially.
1: Those, those were the signs that things, not, not Incredibles 2? I liked Incredibles 2.
0: I thought that was a strong one. A lot entry. of talking in that one. A lot, a lot of talking, of talking. Sure. It's just
1: hard to come down from Coco. Coco really was, there a, it is. was a masterpiece. So there it's, hard, it to, it's no, hard to replicate you're totally that. totally
0: right. Coco is my favorite Pixar movie. There's no question about that. Well, we'll see this weekend. We'll,
1: we will report back to you next week. We'll probably need to take a little bit of the podcast to talk about our thoughts from Elemental. If everything holds up and we are both going to go see it this weekend, I can pretty much guarantee you we will talk about it then.
0: Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And 2024, we have the Elio movie. And then next summer, the Pixar movie is Inside Out 2.
1: Is it really?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, Eddie. June 14th, 2024. And Inside Out is arguably, I mean, top. top it's top. Mount
1: Rushmore. It's at least in Mount Rushmore of Pixar movies. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. I'm very interested. I can't wait to start seeing what new emotions they're going to include in it. Because they got to include some new emotions. Are they going to have all the cast back from the previous one? They What's, are not. Gonna... That's already come out. Oh, I am so, I'm intrigued. We're gonna see, man, getting you guys hyped up for that. But you guys need any more hype because we got a very amazing film to cover on today that we've all been dying, been like counting down the days to do this. Today's one, I know that I was an avid. I was begging Eddie if we could actually move it up a little bit, but he said no. So you can blame Eddie. So excited. But yeah, so that's it for the Disney news today. Uh, We actually thought we were going to be light on Disney news, but we made our own stories up to (laughs) content to talk about and get caught up into in the moment. Uh, So that's why it's one of our longest (laughs) Disney sessions ever. (laughs) But anyways, so today we are here to uh, continue going through 2005, the last year of this initial concept for this show. I'm sure we'll find something else to do once we're done. But 2005 movie today We're reviewing is Ice Princess.
0: Cue the Disney sound
1: effect. I almost said the Ice Princess, but there is no the in there. It is just Ice Ice Princess. Princess. So the IMDb description for Ice Princess is this. With the help of her coach, her mom, and the boy who drives the Zamboni machine, nothing can stop Casey (parentheses Trachtenberg) from realizing her dream to be a champion figure skater. Why do we have to do the parentheses, Eddie? Just why? Why do people always resort to using that? It doesn't make any sense to me. Just let it. Just let it ride. Just let it ride. We didn't. We didn't need that. It was fine. Even, we got the Zamboni driver in there. Zamboni love machine going on. Oh, people never listen. They just don't listen to us when we talk about this.
0: Well, and it doesn't. It doesn't make sense because, um, I mean, it's not like she's that famous of an actress. I know, right? Like, it's not like you would say, like, I don't know, like Lohan. Like, you're coming up on next week's movie, Spielberg. Yes, there are certain people where just drop their last name, we know who's in this movie. I'm, I'm sorry, she's one word. She's people, one
1: Trachtenberg is not. She is most famously known. Uh, Michelle Trachtenberg from *Harriet the Spy* and *Adventures of Pete and Pete*. So we got Mm -hmm. a Disney, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. My oh, I made the the crime of the century. Um, yeah. So we get we get uh, some Hayden here. If you for any heroes fans out there, loved her. I was going to say remember the Titans, but yeah, also remember the Titans. Oh yeah, she was. This is oh yeah, this is her second edition on our podcast Mm -hmm. here. We Mm -hmm. got we to have to do a whole series of what's our favorite Hayden Panettiere show. Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack like,
0: plays a great, great dork mom. Great book anything, bookworm mom. Let's just start there, okay? Um, let's start with one of the, the few bright spots. Uh, Joan Cusack, she lifts up anything she's in. I think she's fantastic. She lifts us
1: up where we belong.
0: Yes. Um, I, I, yeah. I wish she was in this more. She's uh, for, you know, being arguably the, the highest name recognition in the school movie. of rock. May. Do you remember her in school of rock? She was great in school of rock. Yep. Yep. Uh, she definitely doesn't get uh, all the screen time she deserves in, in this movie. Of course not.
1: We also get Kim Cattrall Kim. from sex in the city. Yeah. I it's thought like in she, a Disney movie, I thought she did a great, I thought she did a solid job.
0: Yes. with What she was the supposed two, to be doing. The two, the two moms are what carry this and, and the, Hayden Penitary. She does great. And, and the ending.
1: Did you like how they were kind of like going back and forth, trying to micromanage now that they're both working together, kind of walking out of the thing, and then they come together of oh, you're not gonna do the boy. The boy's gotta go. You're right. The boy's <laughs> gonna you guys hanging t- up there right now. But besides
0: that, Eddie, did you? I think you, you see, might have Eddie, liked this movie more than I did.
1: I there were there were moments. You just had a moment there. If, there were, if you're
0: watching on YouTube, you would have seen JB just kind of like lose himself in that scene there for a bit. The best part of
1: this for me, and it's probably one of the better parts of another show that we've reviewed on here before that uh went after anything that goes after intense sports parents, you're getting at least a little bit of an extra credit from me. Like let's let's throw the and this movie does, it goes after all the sports parents, people talking about second mortgages that they're taking out for the kids, which dave ramsey prop we need to get them fpu get them financial peace <laughs> uh got a discount code a, for him. i got a discount code for you <laughs> but um <laughs> there i love that this movie just like kind of goes after the um the sports parents i would say that's the my favorite part of this whole thing because it's a lot of cringy a lot of cheese um uh, they try to get a lot of one. I, there's a ton of one-liners that they try to get across that. I'm not sure how many of these are good or bad. They're just okay.
0: tried it. I grabbed a few okay. near the beginning because it was. And then after a while, I'm just like, I can't, I can't keep up with this. But the friend says, I grind, you glide. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: You're, 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 we're, the, we're <laughs> just as good as each other. No way. I grind, you glide.
0: No, 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 the uh, the friend also has the the line of um, okay. When you sign with Nike, remember I wear a size six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I one hundred percent wrote that down too. I was like, "What are we doing,
1: guys?" The uh, can we talk for a second about this? Is just going to be so random. There's because this this story is anything crazy. It's nothing crazy. Is girl who wants to be doing ice skating. And find her way to get close to it. And then, oh, she's got an amazing natural talent that no one ever knew before. Like, how did, how did, how do you, how do you get to like high school, senior year and physics. not physics? Dear God.
0: Physics, JB. She's, it's all this physics. is All commands answered with physics. Oh, gosh. I have, like, it is so awkward at moments. I just have to say this. Like, it, it is, it is unbearable. Like, it's hard to watch at times. Like, it's just so. Any time, I mean, that's just life in general for me, but and especially to capture this in movie, when you get somebody who is like very young, taking themselves way too serious. I mean, it's like walking into the Harvard luncheon or whatever scene. It's just like, no, no, why am I- If you have time, I can take you d- to from- the entire physics syllabus. Yeah. No, no, no one's, no one wants that.
1: I don't know what- d- I don't even know how long we want to spend this. It's, but when she's learning, when she's apparently learning to skate with the little kids, but then they give her yes. the butt pad that like explodes. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? This is, this can't be a real thing. Like no one, no one is actually doing it. Like this isn't real, right? Like this isn't like, a thing people actually go where when they're learning how to fling themselves into
0: the sky or something like that. Uh, apparently, apparently it is. I thought it was weird. Like you just, show up at a skating rink and start filming people yeah i'm sorry like in 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 2005 that wasn't even normal no
1: no especially we're talking about around the same time as spygate with uh with the patriots (laughs) like there's there's all kinds of of course like that was the most realistic thing in this movie where the parent where the lady's like you can't film here yeah this is you can't film look at all her notes yeah this is spyman like yeah, this is classic she's spying for somebody else. Like they shouldn't have never and then the parents are like, sure, but you can't talk to them and stuff. Like, no parent would allow this. Never. No.
0: no. And and one of my favorite lines by uh which character was it that well it was it was Kim Cattrall's character, um, where she says, <laughs> You know exactly what it is. When the CIA wants to learn new dirty tricks, they observe figure skaters and their moms. <laughs> 100%, I had that down
1: because it was, it was one of the greatest lines. I'd stopped the movie and went backwards to, to rewatch it again. There's just so many random times where they're trying to be clever. Uh, winners make sacrifices. Maybe they just cheat. Cheese. It's Saturday. I can pick out if I want to. <laughs> this is more than a quarter. I know. <laughs> There's no shelf life on your mind, Eddie. I should have used that for the ending one but I have a, I have another one for the ending. But uh the flying shrimp. Okay, let me just call this out. I'm pretty sure that that girl's a real skater. The the yeah. the short girl, she's 100% a real skater cuz that you can tell the more they show the crazy tricks and you see their face. I know that nowadays they kind of do face replacement with a lot of this stuff. Back then like you can tell when they go to um Bird's character like uh, Casey like they don't show her face in most of the stuff unless it's like a tight and she's just twirling around Yeah, anytime you see it's always like their face uh, conveniently is facing away from the camera she was real I think the the, the punk girl she was also a real skater as well uh, so I thought that was interesting oh you used real people kind of like when we were talking about real animals back in the 90s like oh they're using real <laughs> real animals real skaters
0: I'm amazed I saw on let me see if I can pull this up. It's it's on Wikipedia so it has to be true. Um that there was a figure skater from the UAE who cited Ice Princess as an inspiration for her career. Who 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 cited it as their as their influence? It was um uh a figure skater from the United United Arab Emirates, Zahara oh. Zari. And the, there's Industrial a movie. A, I had like no a, idea. A documentary about her life and like becoming a, a figure skater. And she cites that it was Ice Princess that was her inspiration for her career. Eddie, can you tell me why they titled this movie Ice
1: Princess? Because there's no I was going to ask you the same thing. There's nothing about princesses in this thing at all. There's like a partial tiara tiara that she wears in her last her her last thing, but that's it. There's nothing else about princesses ne- in this entire thing.
0: I am right there with you. I could not figure that out for the life of me. If more than anything, it was just a marketing ploy. It's a Disney movie. It's got princess in the title. We should go see it. It's it's also funny to me the ending of this film is she
1: loses. But then she gets a coach and a mom back. Like, is that supposed to be like a heartwarming? Like, let's give them a small dose of rea- reality. Nobody can go yeah, from not figure skating very much. It that's it's that's. I was just like, you couldn't come up with like a better, more dramatic, like more realistic. I don't know. It was kind of a. It felt like a little bit of a letdown to me.
0: But I I honestly wanted you know the 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 president of the u.s figure skating olympic committee to show up and be like one girl you broke her ankles we have one slot left will you fill it your country needs you like country needs you that's what we take that term you know um you know and then she finds herself in the olympics or whatever you know that's 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 ice
1: princess too eddie that's ice princess too we we can dream
0: is 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 there already a Ice princess too?
1: The other thing that I just laughed at. This is my final comment about it. Is the the fact that ESPN is covering this? There that thing is. <laughs> welcome to the ESPN coverage of the Eastern Sectional Junior Ladies Short Program. <laughs> like no, there is there is no way that ESPN is going to be here at this moment no. filming this with Michelle Kwan who. That was not that was not Michelle Kwan's best days on
0: the the acting that she had to do in this. It was just I'm sorry. I don't think anybody had their best days of acting on this movie. What are Michelle Trachten, what What are Trachtenberg's <laughs> best best days? <laughs> Can
1: we go find them? <laughs> um, I am going to give this a one. Me too. I have no desire to watch this again. It tried again. it tried to pull me in with some of the. The parental politics, but you know what?
0: There's just a solid one for me. There's, there's no way. It's not a zero, just a one. I honestly, there was a moment in, in the middle of watching this where I kind of stopped and thought, why are we doing this podcast again? Well... <laughs> <laughs> What are we putting ourselves through?
1: Don't worry. We got some, we got, we got some it gets better. B- beautiful ones, especially starting next week. We got some beautiful movies still ahead of us. For
0: whatever reason, I thought, oh, like the last movie of 2005 is Chronicles of Narnia. Like, okay, that's that's a good one to go out on. Um, but I didn't realize here at the end, we've got to really slug it out.
1: It's it's going to be a while to I think that I think Chronicles is the last good one. I don't know. If that, it, like I don't the, know. Some of these I've never seen. So maybe they will surprise me like dinosaur surprised me. But I highly doubt it.
0: Hey, can I just say that um, my kids, we sat down to do like a family movie night and I was like, what do what do we want to watch? They voted in dinosaur underrated. We watched dinosaur again and again. I'm like. This is a good movie. This is really underrated. It's good stuff. I'm, I'm not going to put it on top shelf Disney, but it's definitely second shelf. It surprised
1: me and it continues to surprise me and delight. A, Un, unlike this film, this, the, you know what? This film was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Almost exact. Like plot was different, but it was the tone energy acting that I was expecting. And for that, mm. that's why I'm not mad. It's like, a yeah, you're a one. Why are you? what? I'm not mad at you. Some movies, I get mad that they're a one. This is not a mad one. This is a, you
0: lived up to it. That's what you were supposed to be. Yeah. W- you are, you were exactly what I expected you to be. Um, I think that's we what are many who they people thought they were. <laughs> I, I would say that is what uh, many people would say of, of us and our podcast. We, we are exactly what I expected you to be. And with that, your life has forever been changed by another episode of Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Be sure to subscribe
1: wherever you listen to your other favorite podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a five-star review or share it with your best friend.
0: You can also check us out at honeywemade.com where you can see our full movie list as we continue through all the Disney movies from made from 1988 to 2005, Our Childhood, including next week, as we review, maybe, unless we'll see how Elemental goes. We may give Elemental a full episode, we don't know. But if not, next up on the list is the seminal classic, Herbie Foley Loaded.
1: Thank you for listening, and remember, Perseverance is nine-tenths of mastering any sport.